Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ross, you've got Dave Lee Travis vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that his name? How is that it right? Right, it's right the shirt right. and the glasses <laughs> and the beard and the headphones. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can just counsel you as being a guest. I mean, Jason, do this on our own if you like. Sauce. <laughs> All right, Jason, oh, you please. And now for our more grateful oh, podcast. Welcome, listener. You have come of your own free will to the appointed place. Ross, James, and their companions have ventured beyond this scepted isle to find the hidden, the wicked, and the truly horrific. The film is over. The review begins. It is time to keep your appointment with the General Folk Right, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, goblins and ghouls, welcome to the fifth episode of the General Witchfinder spin-off podcast, aka John is busy with a very top-level photography project, and we don't want anyone to forget, that, or both of our listeners, to forget that we exist. Mm-hmm. So this is our spin-off podcast, Folk in Hell. I'm James in Bournemouth in southern England. And I'm Ross in Dorchester in southern England. And I'm Becca, also in Dorchester, uh, actually in the same house as Ross, and not in a <gasps> creepy way, because I'm Ross's wife. Yes. But in a different room. I'll make sure she's in a different room. <laughs> At all times. At all times. <laughs> possible, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and in this episode, um, in Folk and How, we are covering In the Earth. He told me his story. These are his memories. Can you feel him now? In the Earth. No, I don't know what you mean. I think you do. So what are you working on? Searching ways of making crops more efficient. 
funny place to study crops in a forest. We had to send a rescue party in to get a group out a couple of months ago. They got lost. Why didn't they use GPRS? There's no fun reception in there. People get a bit funny in the woods sometimes. You worried she's going to get you? Yeah, who is it? It's a local folktale. She's the spirit of the woods. Wake up. Something's there. Listen. Someone's watching us. something in the woods. He wants to talk. What do you want? Everything seems to just keep us here. So, after his involvement in the reboot of the Tomb Raider movie franchise was scuppered by the 2020 pandemic, Ben Wheatley, director of Kill List, Sightseers, A Field in England, and High Rise, announced in September 2020 that he had written and directed a horror film over the course of 15 days that August. This became In the Earth, a science fiction one, horror film starring Joel Fry, Reese Shearsmith, Hayley Squires, Elora Torchia, Joel Hollingworth, and Mark. Monero. Peter Bradshaw of The Guardian gave the film a score of four out of five stars, writing that it brings us back to Wheatley's classic world of occult loopy weirdness and culprit movie seediness for the new topical dimension of pandemic paranoia. Now, the research station in the film is called ATU-327A. This is derived from the Arne Thompson Uther Index, the ATU Index, a catalogue of folktale types used in folklore. Index Hashtag ATU327A is called The Children and the Witch, which is the story of Hansel and Gretel is classified as. The ATU listing reads as The Parents Abandoned Their Children in the Woods, The Gingerbread House, The Boy Fattened, The Witch Thrown into the Oven, The Children Acquire Her Treasure. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and that's all of Ross's notes. So well, no, as with um, all of these sort of um, newer films, People haven't written ex- extensive Wikipedia um, articles over like the, the 30, 40 years. So I think, I think this is probably the newest film we've done so far. Um, yeah. So not much to be said about on there, but hopefully we can we can come to it. So um, I'd been meaning to watch this for a long time. It's been mm. quite hard to get hold of. Um, oh, really? Yeah, it was It was uh, only only available on Sky for a while. Uh, and I think only recently in the last... Um, uh, few weeks or so because i keep checking it that it was available to buy for us for us to watch it was yes. only, only a, a couple of quid yes so i've been really looking forward to wa- uh, watching this ever since um yeah but, uh, but you saw it at the cinema james i believe 
I did. And that's what I thought was interesting without letting too much daylight in on magic as always on this. Um, I know Ross and Becker maybe have struggled to get through this all in one sitting <laughs> before. And I think that may give us, a di- you know, uh, different outlooks as regards to the experience of it, because said I saw it in the cinema. And I felt it was very much a cinema experience film, especially like the last 15, 20 minutes, the light and sound effects. Watching that in the cinema was really good and really kind of like, ooh, trippy, otherworldly, et cetera, et cetera. End of 2001, A Space Odyssey style vibes. But I thought if I was just watching this in the comfort of my lounge with all the lights on it, and with just like a, a sound bar for sound rather than surround sound in the cinema yeah. it might have been a very different experience yeah so beck have you um had you heard of this film prior to me making you watch it no no i hadn't so uh, you've seen some bane whitney films so you've seen kill so this is where we go i this often happens i would say yeah. to beck she's seen a film and she would deny it you see <laughs> you've seen kill list remember that one um for purposes of the tape i'm thinking i don't recognize the name but it doesn't mean i've not seen it Okay, um, so spoilers for anyone not watching Kill List. Um, Ban is, he's like a hitman, isn't he, James? Yes. Um, and then he realises he's actually... Um, being like set the, up. Yeah, being set up to, to do all the, to kill all these people in order to fulfil some kind of prophecy because he's going to be some kind of, like, second coming or, yes. or, or something. Remember that? I do not. And I'm, and I'm muddling it in my mind also with, <laughs> I think it might have been 2008 classic wanted um <laughs> so no, i don't i still could have seen it but i just don't I, okay. I just don't recognize it i'm really sorry so what why is that why is that getting you mixed up with wanted i well he kind of he he uh in that film uh he is the son of a super villain isn't he like a super assassin i think it is and he and has then, to like inherit the mantle destiny yeah and that but then he kind of um blow shit up as it were doesn't he decides it's not going to do it or something along those lines i have seen that film many times and i still got i haven't really grasped the um (laughs) the plot which sort of bodes well really been on a film (laughs) (laughs) podcast and i can't remember don't know what's going on um you've seen sightseers you've seen sightseers yes i definitely remember seeing sightseers that's good yeah free fire I haven't seen. I haven't seen Free Fire. That's <gasps> that good? Free Fire is really good. Uh, yeah, Free Fire is yeah. absolutely fantastic. Um, we've, we've seen High Rise. I think we yeah. turned we turned it off though. I think. <laughs> no, we did get through it, but it wasn't what we thought it was going to be like. I think yeah. we were quite mm. excited to watch it, weren't we? Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. Like I've seen worse mm. films. Yeah, and um, and we've seen and um, we went and saw Deep Breath. The um, his doctor. Well, he's done two Doctor episode episodes. He's done mm. Deep Breath, which is the first um, Peter Capaldi mm. episode. We went and saw that in the cinema. Do you remember that, Beck? <laughs> ah, I'm really sorry. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I remember going to see. Is it the day of the Doctor? Day of the we went doctor. to see that in the cinema, didn't, yeah. we? didn't we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, nearly ten yeah. years ago. Be ten, ten years ago this November. Um, and weirdly enough, he's now directing the sequel to The Meg. Yeah. Isn't it? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, Amazing. What, such a strange um, well, sort of like a trajectory for for a crypt. We saw uh, the remake of Rebecca as well, which wasn't, wasn't ah, yes. great. Uh, well, you say that you say it's a strange trajectory, Ross. But I, I was thinking this the other day is that like I think you'll get you will get this more and more in the how films are now funded, etc., and the fact that there's no sort of mid level films anymore. 
the whole idea of like what we grew up with as teenagers, the idea of you would have a big big a big blockbuster movie and blockbuster movie season in the summer and winter and things like that. But then at other times of the year, you would have smaller films that you know maybe for a more niche audience, but made on a cheaper budget, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then you know for a lot of directors, they would do one for the studios and then one for themselves as well. And that model seems to have gone, but it does seem to be that whole thing of, well, you work for hire and then you can maybe get one of your projects off, off the ground and running. And I think with this, I imagine they've come to him and said, will you do this for us? And he's thought, or in negotiation, he and Amy Jump, his wife and, and sort of creative partner have probably said, we'll do the Meg if they, this means that we'll get a crack at. They could probably make another two or three independent yeah. films off the back of that, yeah. yeah. Sure, and if that was you, like that's a straight up awesome deal to make, isn't it? Yeah. Let's make a it, mental film. It'd be really fun, I reckon. Like the Meg 2, or yeah. whatever they're calling it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll make that in order to be, be able to make films I want to make. Absolutely. Yeah. Monster Meg. Also, well, that's inter- quite scary. The thought of that is quite scary, the Meg. I have seen it, but only like, I've seen it whilst, whilst also um, doing like screen tapas. You know, when you watch a film, but you're also on your laptop and you're on your phone. Yeah. Nice. So, and doing the online bits. shop. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Mm. But yeah, well, the trailer for that second one features the the, the eponymous Meg eating a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> in a, in a sort of like up of yours to yeah. like the Jurassic Park, like it's on the beach at the start. Like, chasing <laughs> other dinosaurs and then boom, he comes out of the surf and just eats the T-Rex. Oh, nice. But, but just right, Jason Statham's going to punch him in the nose and tell him to piss off. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think it was the plot of the other film. I, d- I don't think I will ever watch the Meg. Let alone no, Meg, no, Meg no, too. No, no, no. Um, I'm sure he won't mind us saying his name, but we know um, Andy, who runs our local comic shop, who you've met, he's a huge fan of Jason Statham. Huge. Okay. And just every time he's just like, oh, the Stath. Oh, amazing, amazing. And he was very excited about the Meg. And he was very excited that there's a Meg too. I don't think I've seen a Jason Statham film. I don't think I've seen a Jason Statham fan. <laughs> and I'm quite impressed that you've like sourced there. one out in the wild. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, look, I get, I get that they're out there. I've heard to tell. Um, but yeah, that's quite. Isn't there one where something's going on with his heart, and he has to keep getting yeah. like, uh, like excited in order? Crank. Yeah. <laughs> the crank, crank movies. Oh come yeah, yeah, yeah. on! It can't be yeah. called that. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, he has to keep like deflibrating himself and oh, stuff. Oh god, does he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be fair i felt like that at work so <laughs> and also to be fair they're the sort of films which we as teenage boys would have been very excited to watch <laughs> on a sleepover <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's go to a petrol station and buy like 10 bags of haribo yeah <laughs> should we try and contact girls no <laughs> let's watch a really bad action <laughs> film till three in the morning <laughs> so you know i can try and be all Classy. <laughs> I wouldn't watch a film like that. We used to love things like that. Yeah. So, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> and look, no no shade to Statham. I, I do not have great taste in, in many things. Films, in, I watch all sorts of things. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I love all kinds of films. I'm not films, honestly yeah. not knocking Jason Statham. But yeah. again, I've, not, I've genuinely not met anyone ever that's been like, God, I love him. Love him. I would quite <laughs> like to... To discuss this yeah. with Andy. Now head to Paradox Comics in Paul, yeah. where you yeah. will find yeah. the proprietor and he'll fulfil all your Statham questions. <laughs> uh, Almost said Statham needs, but that, that would have been very natural. <laughs> I managed to stop myself in time. Right, so let's go for the... Uh, so I find with mm. these newer films, mm-hmm. there's not there's often hardly any plot to go through. Um, yes. and Which is 
because I was thinking the other day, I was just thinking about um, one of the um, Hammer films. I was thinking, so much happens in like in those. It's like, then they go there, and then they do this, yeah, this and then they do that, and then this happens. And where it's like modern films, like they go to a house and they have a fight, and then they leave, and that's the end. You know, it's just mm. it's it's so. So, such a sort of a, a lower sort of level of plot in films now, well, isn't there? there? There is that, but there's also that that realization of well, what do you want to be able to do in mm. in the time? Because once again, same with Free Fire, which again, highly recommend Free Fire. It's great. They're both really short films. Same, mm. same with this. This is a, what 110 minutes. Oh no, I, it was uh, 148. It was, it was because I was. Oh. Forgetting, I'm not gonna. I, it's, it's longer than I thought. It's, it's longer than one hour and 48. Yeah, something like. Hold on. <laughs> IMDb. Because that would make it like 110 minutes, wouldn't it? Oh uh, no, I'm not very good at maths. <laughs> I completely messed up picking my daughter up yesterday because I thought <laughs> I've only got 25 minutes or one hour oh and 25 God. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> There's um. We were both guilty of that, Ross. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I hope child... Uh, I've just typed in IMDB into IMDB. What am I doing? Oh, it's a classic, Ross. <laughs> this is like... like the, oh, when that's happened before, my friend. Googled, Googled. Well, tell him what I Googled the other day. Oh, but. well, I looked over Ross's shoulder. <laughs> this was a while back now to see he had Googled webuyanycar.com. <laughs> oh, I, I wonder what the web address is for that. <laughs> Fucking hell, Cleves. Like, and job. he just turned and sort of looked at me and I was like, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, dear. Good job. Good job. Well done. Anyway, how long is it, Ross? Oh, God. IMDb is it's, it's harder to find stuff on it nowadays. So we're like, speaking, uh... One hour forty seven minutes. Oh, Wait, I just what? said one hour forty eight. No, I, I just said she it. Did. She did. Yeah, and, well, and that is that is a what one hundred and ten minutes, isn't it? Just just shy off. No, it's one hour no. forty seven minutes. Yeah, which is one hundred and ten minutes, isn't it? All in one go. Sixty. Isn't it? Ninety minutes is an hour and a half. A hundred minutes would be one hour forty. Forty. One hundred and ten okay. would be. Okay. You know, to just so you're both right. Yeah. Basically. So welcome to the um <laughs> the mass, the mass cast. <laughs> <laughs> we have a senior school What's teacher here. I, I had to <laughs> I, I have told my students this. Once again, we will we will get onto this film in due course, people, but I have told them all of my students proudly that one of the greatest moments in my life was that in this country for a while you had to do a thing where even if you had GCSE maths and English and all the rest of it, you still had to do like online tests to prove your proficiency in them. Mm. And when it came mm-hmm. to the maths one, I was sweating. <laughs> I sw- I, I've never been so, it was the most stressed I think I've been in the last 25 years. And passing, because you, you're like, you, you know, you, like, you've got like 30 seconds to answer each, each question and a bit of pe- uh, a bit of paper and a pencil to, to work it all out. Mm. And then you just like hit enter at the end and it calculates your result. And when it said, you have passed, I remember like punching the air going, yeah, maths! <laughs> I say that because I'm such a dreadful, dreadful mathematician. Yeah. Dreadful. I can Absolutely. build really, really complicated spreadsheets and do loads of really cool stuff, but but the actual that in yeah well you know it's, it's they not, are very good they are very good they are very, I, I built back many a spreadsheet yeah. um and um but the actually very very basic mass it's just my brain doesn't work like that anyway anyway what i was <coughs> so what with this, this <laughs> is okay yes so that 
once again, it's quite prescient, isn't it? Because as, as we've said in the preamble, he wrote this during lockdown and obviously like a bit of a creative burst in lockdown when he was due to be the director of the, the second Tomb Raider, second rebooted Tomb Raider film. Mm. Uh, and then that didn't happen. And then obviously he wrote this in like a, like a burst of creativity. And even though it's not named that it's not supposed to be like the COVID pandemic, there has been another pandemic yeah. that's happened. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting because... I was talking to someone else about this the other day that when we were in the pandemic, it was all mm. encompassing. It was it was like yeah. it's every part of our life, everything we was looking on the news about, mm. it was everything uh, stopped. Yeah. yeah. But it feels to me like it's almost like a dream now. Yeah. It's almost like because, because there's a bit in this film when they, she said, Oh I want um one of the characters says at some point we'll all go back to normal and people mm. people will just go back to their lives and and, and forget about this. And he says uh, the, one of the other characters mm. says, um, I don't think anyone will ever forget this. And mm. I was thinking, well, it, during it, I, I would probably have felt the same way. But now I'm like, sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, that did happen. That did happen. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah, yeah like, absolutely. You, you still see like, the, the lines on the floor and places. Like, oh, yeah. Like, this kind yeah of, absolutely. Yeah. yeah like, if you know someone that obviously suffered through COVID, and as, again, I know a couple of people who lost people during COVID, and I'm sure for them, of course. But oh, yeah, true. Yeah, unfortunately, it happens, doesn't it? But um, for, 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 for the rest of us who didn't, we weren't particularly affected about it. It does start to have that weird kind of oh yeah, quality. To yeah, it. yeah. It's just strange, oh. isn't it? Because I think you had some colleagues. You lost a colleague or, or two, didn't you, Beck? Um, yeah, lost a colleague really early on. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was really shocking. Uh, but, but even now, like doing um, doing like things with work, uh, we do sort of business plans. People coming in, uh, coming in to kind of buy businesses and. When we get them to do pest and swot analysis, one of the big things that we want them to talk about is the impact that COVID's had on the mm. marketplace, which is quite is, is obviously huge. But the amount of people that don't mention it at all, and you're really prompting them like, has anything else happened globally that yeah, might yeah. have impacted? And they're like, this is <laughs> like, oh god, come on! But yeah, it's it's sort of sliding, sliding from people's consciousness, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And I remember, like, in, in the midst of it all, like, people going, oh, well, you know, uh, the last time this kind of happened, the influenza pandemic, you know, in the 1920s, millions of people died and all the rest of it. And I remember reading a few articles saying, oh, let's look back at history to see, you know, how did they deal with it at the time? And then those articles saying, oh, it's quite incredible how, you know, after this huge influenza pa- pandemic, you know, the, the world kind of got back up on its feet. And despite, you know, millions, millions more people that we lost this time out, Things do just then mm. sort of get back to normal, and that's you know, one of the things of the resiliences of humans, isn't it? We do just kind of find yeah. a way to get up and get on with it the next day. Yeah, so one of the, I was always yeah. reading something about the Second World War, and they were just saying when people came back, they just had to get on with life. Get on with it. Yeah, yeah. and you just think, how how would you ever get over that? But then, yeah, this is that's probably this is the closest we're of hopefully, hopefully, hopefully fingers word. crossed. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing like that, um, all encompassing our life, but. Yeah, but it's, it was interesting watching a film which has been made during that time. And yeah, yes. and like you said, they kind of made out it's something similar, but they sort of like there's little hits like like it feels like something's happened to Bristol and yes, and things. Like- yeah, that's where he's from. That's that that's where our protagonist is from. It starts off in Bristol, doesn't it? And that's that's what Ben Wheatley used. He managed to use the fact that lockdown restrictions were in place, so we do get those kind of haunting shots of deserted streets dead you know kind of dead ish towns and all, all the rest of it and we learn 
that he is heading out into this kind of woodland area outside of Bristol. Yes. What's um, the name of the, to, main, the, oh, the protagonist? Um, okay. We're going to keep Martin. saying Martin. 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 Yeah, our usual <laughs> professional way of the bloke. Jim, <laughs> you know, that guy. Martin, the man out of plebs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, that's, that's him. Uh, so he is, um, we're, we're told that it's his former partner. Well, he As doesn't I remember. That, yeah, they don't re- re- reveal that it's his former partner ah. because he's just saying it's someone he he previously worked with. Um, yes. It's another um, uh, sort of scientist. Um, is uh, he needs to take some equipment to her or something and yes. out into the woods? Is that correct, Nick? Um, yeah, you pay more attention than I was. Um, yeah, they don't acknowledge it. Well, we don't find out it's his kind of ex romantic partner until mm. much later on, do we? But I did find the second time watching it because, um, as James alluded to. Me and Beck both watched this and fell asleep at different points during it. Um, <laughs> Not because it was bad, though, right? Not no, because it was bad at all. I both, just, both had as long soon weeks. as I was on the sofa these days, I'm just falling asleep. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, um, second time he was watching it, it is more obvious that it, because there's a bit you see him uh, like reading letters, and there's a bit where he's, he's looking at a picture of a woman, but you don't see what the woman's face looks like. Um, mm. But yeah. then they're saying, and this is interesting because they're saying that you need to have a guide to go into these woods. Um, yes. And they're talking about this is like it's a hostile environment. People have gone in there and gone missing uh, before. And it's really, this is not this. Is, if this was in America or parts of um, Europe, like in the film Ritual, which we we followed, mm-hmm. yep. I, I would say well, that's that's a realistic um, uh, yeah. sort of threat. But the idea of getting lost in a wood in, in the UK, it does feel it does feel a little bit mm-hmm. like. Uh, I, do, I do know what you're saying, and I think there were there were a few criticisms of of the film at the time, saying, you know, it do, it doesn't actually feel that wild in inverted commas. Mm. But bear in mind, you know, we live quite close to the New Forest. You could get lost in the New Forest. Yeah, totally, you could. I think there's like there are a number of things that um sort of came to mind during that whole sequence for me. Mm. So first of all, can we do a big shout out to the the checkpoint that wouldn't have stopped any human or vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because you know it was stretched across a path with just flat yeah. ground either side. Yeah. So I'm like, well, this this is this is it's, it's pointless, but okay, fine. Um, also, I would have asked so many more questions if that had been me. Like when you're saying, oh, mm. normally this is this is full of people. This place, like, what is it? Like, mm. is this a guest house? Because it it doesn't it looks like shit from the outside, but inside it was quite fancy. Yeah, they it said it was a bit it was like some, a hotel. Yeah, they said it was some kind of like lodge for um, yes for. for um, tourists or something wasn't yeah, it but not, enough, not enough detail so i'd wanted mm. i'd have wanted to know like what is this i'd have asked more questions and again yeah she he, they're, they're him and alma uh the, mm. the kind of one of the main female leads have a conversation and mm. he talks the guide, about another another um yes the, the guide uh another person at school at his school with the same name and then he goes oh he hated me nobody mm. says well what why tell me about that mm. because you've just brought it up i'd like to know um and then yeah oh it's a hostile environment Sorry, what do you mean? Because mm. as you said there, it's woods. So what do you mean yeah. by it's a hostile environment? Like, hang on a second. I'd want to know, yeah, why? And also, lastly, yeah, nobody sends a, a letter with a passport photo with them anymore, do they? No. Fuck it, Al. There true. was a passport photo, wasn't it? I was yeah. like, what, what's what? happening here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Martin does say to himself, doesn't look hostile to me, under his breath. Yeah, yeah he yes. goes, uh, okay, uh, but like then, under his breath. And then we had... So, I did like this film, um, but it, it did, did have quite a few sort of clumsy exposition dumps. And there's a point where you go, look at this poster on the wall. And then they give you a massive sort of information dump about a, a, a legend of the, of the woods. Parnag Feg. Yes, which is a cool name. 
Yeah. Uh, but it was um, a cool a poster. It's a cool poster by, uh, done by um, Richard Wells, who's one of our favourite um, graphic designers, um, stroke printmakers. Uh, I believe he was a graphic designer on some of Doctor Who. Um, but I, he's done the Dracula print and the Black Phillip print, which is in our, hanging up in our toilet. Oh, lovely. So we were, we were desperately trying to see if we could get that poster as featured mm-hmm. in this mm. film, but no longer available, unfortunately. Um, but yes, Parnag Feg. Um, does anyone want to talk about what the what the legend was? Well, we come on to it later on, don't we? But in short, and, and this is why it's so folk horror and what have you, we're told that there was sort of like a warlock slash wizard who would, was sort of driven into the woods by the by the fearful local people, and he somehow transmuted his his very essence, Ua, into sort of like the living rocks and so, you know, like, like the rocks and stones. Oh. So that whole standing stones vibes. See, I've watched this film twice. Didn't get that on either pass. Thank you for that. That makes no problem. Quite a lot of sense now. (laughs) (laughs) So that—that's what they kind of establish is that, a la the Blair Witch Project, which is what this this is pretty similar to, really in in many ways. As and you know, both both films just encourage my absolute hatred of camping, which is what I thought we'd probably end up talking about (laughs) at some point, and just being intense at any point. And uh, and also, I'm I'm hoping that in a minute we're gonna get it will give me the opportunities to tell you guys and everybody else the story of the time when one of my colleagues went, "What do you mean you don't own a sleeping bag?" And I said, <laughs> "I don't own a sleeping bag." <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll come on to that in the fullness of time. Uh, but yes, so that's that's what's kind of set up, isn't it? Is that there's a spirit in the woods that has right. or potentially a, a spirit in the woods. And that is then t- going to be tied into, uh, going back, back, back to her name, uh, Olivia, the woman that, that Martin has come to find. That's going to have something to do with her research as yes. well. So, yeah. she's, so you can kind of half figure out, okay, I see, I, I see where this is going. Yeah. And then, as, so they head out into the woods to try and find her. And then, first of all, they find the abandoned tent. Yes, which is quite nice. Um, so they say they... they Beck was um, Beck spotted the bit of rubbish. Is that a, what's it, a Kinder, Kinder Bueno wrapper? Kinder Bueno wrapper, yeah. <laughs> My expert eye tells me. Yeah, so that um, apparently... Which people, would make sense if there was a kid at a kid campsite. Involved. And if that's yes. what that was, then I really appreciate that extra bit of detail. Mm. Yeah. So the fact that people have been fleeing the cities um, yes. to go and, and live wild in the woods. Um, and they said that they, 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 they've seen this happen before. But they find an abandoned tent... Um, so the people aren't there and mm. and they kind of it's interesting that they kind of sort of like want to talk around it they don't want to sort yep. of confront what might have actually happened to these people yeah so it also made me think a bit of the stand um okay. stephen king's i i never watched any of the um adaptations of it but i read the book i think i read that around lockdown myself as well but the way that people were fleeing away from the um the main sort of areas that, and um but still going off and then dying <gasps> It was a nice touch with the uh, it being a witch book. Oh yes, I saw the, that. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, the kids book. I thought that was the kind of kids book. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And then I said they um, in in the night while he they get assaulted. Yes. Yeah. And his yeah. Martin's shoes are stolen from him. Well, both of their that's, shoes are stolen, uh, yes. aren't they? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. That's so, leaving them barefoot, and you know, and they have their supplies. Quite a nice. I would just like to point out that when they are pummeled in the tent at night. It was exactly the feeling of when you are in our separate toilet. We've got like a bathroom with a toilet in and a, a separate toilet. 
and my asshole of a husband suddenly, <laughs> without warning, really rattles the door. Rattles the doorknob. Rattles the doorknob. It makes you almost pass out from fear. It is horrible, and you have to go, go away, go away. And it's horrible. He does it to me. Does it to the kids? It is. <laughs> that is what it's like. It's horrible. It's such a small space. It's yeah. making such a big noise. Yeah, and they're vulnerable. Yeah, yeah it's, good. it's just horrible. It's ideal. Ross. <laughs> But th- that it, is my, we yeah. go camping a lot and yeah. I do enjoy it, but there there mm. will be that point. And it's not so much, so much in the big tent we got now, but when we had a smaller tent, mm. the idea that there could be someone just the other side of that canvas mm. and you wouldn't oh. know it, and that they could easily just like a knife could come through or, yep. or yep. yeah, it's. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, it is, you are very vulnerable. But you've got no it. windows, have you? you're just inside nope. this thing and they could be like, but I remember when I was, um, uh, I was in Fiji in a hut and I got some oh. kind of like weird like food poisoning and I started like hallucinating all these old people and then <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I, I knew there were people outside the hut, outside the hut hmm. and, and that was making it worse because there was people like walk, walking around um, yeah and, and that was making my hallucinations <laughs> like even worse of the fact that I know behind that wall there's people but I don't know who they are and what they're doing yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, when he woke up, you know, when he wakes up, like, face down, you know, in his yeah. camping stuff, I did think, oh, do you know what? That really, I think I did that when I was about 18 or 19 a fair few times. <laughs> what? Waking up with stuff everywhere, no shoes on. You're like, oh, yeah. I, I went out with, happening? I went out for a night out with James and woke up face down in the pool park once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. In the day. That, that night was the closest I've ever come to being arrested in my life. Really? Really? Yes. Yes, Ross and I both got absolutely wazzocks, um for reasons we, that we just got really drunk. We started really early. We were both drinking on an empty stomach, as I seem to recall. And we were drinking like Hogarden, which is like that white oh, wheat I beer, love Hogarden. Which is, that is I yum. know, right? It's delicious, isn't it? But on an empty stomach and in those oh ginormous God. glasses they serve it in. Yeah. Right. So by, by the end of the evening, we were both just just really drunk. And we were in a, a venue. No, don't look for it. It's not there it's anymore. It's not a church. No, it's not. That it is. Oh, um, okay, it's church. No, we ended up going to um, what used to be Grey's. We used to have no, a... we didn't. No, 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 no. That was a different night. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. No. Yeah, yeah. Right. This this was the night when we were both on Paul Key. Right. And we 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 got so drunk. Well, we got separated towards the end of the evening. Mm-hmm. And I was so drunk, I thought I just need to have a little lie down for a minute. And mm. there are a number of benches and seating areas along Paul Key, and I just lay there. And then the next thing I know, two officers of the law came up and said, if you can't get up and take yourself home, we're going to have to arrest you. And that sobered me up massively. And, and I pegged it home, expecting to find Ross back there, only to find that he just hadn't no, materialized. I was, I was face down turned, in, the, in the park. And then and, he turned up the next morning. Yeah. I was like, what happened to you? And I got lost. No, I, I went and, <laughs> and I went and sat with um, a tramp on a... Um, on a bench watching the sunrise and him telling me about his, his wife who left him. See, I've never heard the other side to that story. <laughs> oh! And that is wonderful. That is a real, that's, that makes it whole, that story. We only well, have the legend go. of the ending. Yeah. But yeah, it was oh. just the fact that I, I, there was a knock on the door. And I was like, what are you doing? Was like, <laughs> <laughs> Although, yeah, Ross and I went through a phase of, of like looking shambolic the following day, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when I used to, get, I came down to you guys in Weymouth. I think I got stumbled home. 
Yeah. Uh, that one time, having been, again, horribly sick. Was that anyway. while stress as a vampire? Yes, it was, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a flamboyant... Um, refer- not, not reformation. Uh, restoration era vampire, yeah. no less. Yeah, we, we kept finding I bits just, of his wig in our kitchen for years. I just, I just, I, I just look like Brian May. <laughs> Excellent With one fang, Thank his you. teeth have flopped out of his mouth one point, exploded. <laughs> I don't rem- Hang on, though. Which which one was that? Was that, that was the, the one where we're... Halloween party? Was no, that? it's another one. It was the second no? one. Uh, and that was the one where oh. Ross was just as... Is that was the Bubba Hotep incident. Yeah. Oh, that was the bad one. And, and, and Ross looks amazing. Oh, but because of his teeth, he, it was like his mouth couldn't move. And loads, I just remember loads of people going, Ross, who are you? Who are you? Because they hadn't seen the movie Bubba Hotep. Ross goes, Bubba Hog Trap. What? What? And on this went for for a good few minutes. It was brilliant. And Beck was the the shortest Michael Myers. It was. Hey! Great fun. Midget Michael. Yes, so so back to back back to the film. Oh, we we should say that he just before um he was there was a sold in the tent. They mentioned a couple of times that he's he's got ringworm and he doesn't know where yes. he's picked up and they talk about ringworm yes. being a fungal infection. Yes, yeah, and so he's got like a rash on his arm. Yeah, 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 that, yeah all of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, mm-hmm. so so that plays into it. So yeah, they then have to sort of make their way onwards, son's shoes, mm-hmm. which again, you know, absolute nightmare, what have you. And at which point they then encounter Reese Shearsmith. Oh, this is be- just before they encounter mm-hmm. Reese Shearsmith. He's ripped open the bottom of his foot, yes. and yes. right at the beginning, pre pre credits. You see someone smashing up flint and burying them into the ground. Yes, yes. making like a, a trap. Making a trap. You? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yes. I thought he had a really mild reaction to what was really quite a disabling injury. Yeah. Yes. It was just like, oh, <laughs> just something sharp. Yeah. And it was just like, your foot is lacerated. Yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't believe I would have been rolling around, mm. howling if that had yeah. been me. I stood on a staple once and in <laughs> in the play, in the swimming pool at Pool High and made such a fuss. That's How awful. was there a staple in there? I don't yeah. know. And then the teacher had to pull it out of my foot, and it was, yeah, I was making such oh a fuss. God, they got everyone else out of the pool because I was making such a noise. I, I, I was at school with him back, and I, this is the first I've ever heard of this story. <laughs> oh my god! And I wonder why Rowan is the way she is. Yeah. Dear oh dear oh dear. Right, okay. Mind you, that is mental. But yeah. That is like some Hellraiser shit right there. Yeah. Stepping on a staple in a swimming pool. Swimming yeah. Gross. So gross. But then we saw, then we, like you said, we see um, everyone's favourite, Rishi Smith. Um, yes. Um, can we just address Rishi Smith's walk? Yeah. It's a bit Liam Gallagher, isn't it? Yeah, you can, you can like, tell. I feel like you know who it was. Yeah, you yeah, can tell him by up. his walk easily. Yeah. Totally. But I was thinking, oh, he's being really restrained. Like, it's not doing any of his normal sort of like, over the top voices and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> But it's because later on he's just going to go completely over the top. Really? Later but on, that's that, I thought this was one of the best things I've, I've seen him in because he does do that thing where to start off with, it's like, why is he just out here on his own? Mm. And mm. you think this is weird. Yeah. But at the same time, he plays it, or I felt that he played it really nicely. That you start to think, okay, well maybe he is all right, mm. Mm-hmm. or maybe he does want to help them. Yeah. He takes them back to his camp. Yeah. Where he's like, guys, yeah, you know, let let me look after you. Yeah. Basically, drugs them. Yeah, but if you ever go to any, someone's massive homemade uh, sort of bivouac yeah. type thing, and they say yes. they go, "Don't go in that room," you're like, "Right, yeah. I'm leaving now." Yeah. That's, that's where the bodies are. Yeah. That's where the bodies are. Second yeah. sign would be the fact that he's clearly been wearing white old school vests, which he had hanging mm. up drying. Ugh, yeah. Come on now. So no, that would have been a sign yeah. to, to, to run the other way for sure. Yeah, yeah. and then he's then he yeah feeds him all his home 
foraged food and drinks and stuff. Mm. But yeah, you get it. You get it. Does he drunk. do that, or do they sew his foot up first? Oh, because that is. I've just written so skanky yeah. in my notes. That was so that was so gross. That scene. First of many. Um. Uh. First of a, of several sort of. Um. Operations are done on this man's feet with no any, uh, anesthetic. Anesthetic. At all. But that's what, that's one of the things that why the film worked for me because it, it wasn't that kind of slasher esque horror film mm. where the wounds are Point. so horrendous and you're not being disemboweled or anything like that. It was something that you could immediately empathise with, oh, and that notion just... of someone going, well, "I'm sorry, you're gonna have to just bite down really hard on this bit." Where, oh, geez, you know, my palms are sweating just thinking yeah. about it. Yeah, thought, and he oh, acts that's... it really well, didn't he? Yeah. I was really yeah. watching him the second time round, and I was like, he's he's really bringing that to life because you could really feel it. And then like at the end where he's like, how does it look? And she's like, yeah, it looks all right. I'm like, yeah. it doesn't look all right. It's not done a very good job, actually. It's not even lined it up. Yeah. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So yes, when they cut... that tent stinks, FYI. Yeah. Fucking stinks, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so... So, so when they when they wake up, we uh, or we find out that while they're unconscious, Zach has taken, and this is when it really starts to get creepy and mm. very kill listy. He has posed them while they're unconscious and taken really weird pictures. Brilliant photographs. Um, yes, he's 
I said to Peck, I would love that. to have these photographs like up in our house. <laughs> these are so it made me think of uh, Manhunter. Do you remember? Um, yes. With uh, I, I'm talking about the the original one, not the yes. not Red Dragon with Francis Dollarhide. Um, he kills the family, then he poses them all, and he puts mirrors over their eyes. And I think mm. they're doing something similar in this as well. So when yes. they take photographs, and their eyes look like they're glowing. Mm. Um, but what was the added extra creepiness is that he he's not doing it with dead bodies; he's doing it with unconscious bodies, and and he's going into the pictures with as, himself as well, yes. doing all these poses. And it they made me think a bit of um, uh, B, um, BTK. He used to. Um, Used to um, pose all of the bodies uh, and 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 also tie himself up and take pictures of himself as well and that kind who is, of who is BTK Ross? I'm uh, sorry for people that aren't obsessed with serial killers. <laughs> uh, uh, Bind, torture, kill. All oh, right, okay. Uh, that um, he was a yeah, he was a serial killer. Um, I can't remember what his real name is. Do you know remember what his real name is, Beck? Because no, you had a book with his daughter, either. didn't you? I know. I I yeah. I mean, I have. It's yeah. called Kerry, but I can't remember. Can't remember what the name is. Yeah, sorry. But it's yeah, really creepy, but also really. Quite, she puts them all like sort of like homemade robes, but they look like they're made out of old feed sacks and stuff, and, yeah. and they got like crowns made of twigs and, and, and yeah. things like that. Again, so that kind of made me feel of the end of Kill List. Yeah, yeah, the masks that people were wearing at the end of Kill List and that vibe, and also it reminded me of if you if you guys have you seen a field in England? Yes, I, oh, I mm-hmm. another film I've never stayed a week all the way through, but um, and again, it's a similar thing of like when they do those like intermission. Yeah. scenes or kind of scene setting cards where they're all posed yeah as if they are pictures from the 1600s yeah. aren't they so yeah like a painting or something yeah. yes so again it kind of, it kind of put me in mind of all of that and at the time i was like yeah yeah this is this is good but just I'm the curious. idea of people taking pictures of you while you're asleep is yes. creepy enough creepy. let alone them yeah them drugging you and then posing you imagine finding pictures of of of, of you in like a completely um you know uh vulnerable state and that someone is taking advantage it's just so creepy it's, it's, and it's again as you know as as with the the foot surgery kind of scene all of these things are it's not beyond the realms of possibility in inverted commas but these are all I'm things sure. which you can easily go i can see that as you said yeah. that's a creepy idea someone taking pictures mm-hmm. of you while you're asleep having to undergo you know a brutal surgery without anesthetic and being out in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and someone attacking you in a tent all of those are things which you're like, that's well within the realms of possibility. You know, that that, yeah, that could happen. Completely. You could experience that. And all of them are creepy <laughs> and, and horrific. Yeah. So that's why for me, this film worked. Yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah definitely. Whoa. And, and Rishi Swift is, is great at being someone yes. who's like... Unhinged. Unhinged, yeah. Totally. He's unhinged and he delivers that really... Because I think one of the scariest bits for me of this is when he delivers the sort of reasoning behind what he's doing. Mm. And he really, and you can tell he really believes it. That's scary enough, isn't it? If you were sat there tied to a chair and someone's telling you that and they really believe it, you'd think, oh, yeah, we're, we're fucked. We are totally mm. fucked. He is going to kill us because he, he really believes what he's saying. So he keeps talking about him and he. So mm. I imagine it's like our listeners to our podcast thinking, who the fuck <laughs> who, is which character? Who's he? Who's him? Because um, <laughs> Is he talking about Penny Fegg or whatever his name yes, is? Okay. Yes. I, yes. That's what I thought it was. So he... Uh, Rishi Swift's character is saying, uh, "What's his name? Gus Guy? Ah, uh, No, Who? what's Zach. the name? Zach. Zach. Yeah, Zach. Zach. The character Gus Zach guy. is saying Zach. that I'm. He, what he wants, what Penny Fegg or whatever he's called mm. wants, is a trip tributes, and he wants arch made for him. Yeah. For him, yes. And, and, yes. And it's just similar. You know, you think oh, that's weird, but you think like, 
how much Christians are making art for for God for for, mm. for like oh yeah thousands of years and stuff completely and the fact that he's like she thinks she thinks she's at this way mm. but I know I know actually that that's what he wants and yeah. that's the same thing with mm. religions isn't it you don't know but I know mm. I know what mm. needs to be done with this and he says at one point he says like your your world is sleeping mm. and ritual. Mm. Um, which he clearly thinks is like a massive diss, although frankly, I think that sounds great. I'll right, tell you what, it's yeah. not. It's not living in a dingy tarp tent drinking <laughs> forage soup, is it? <laughs> and wearing a vest. <laughs> exactly. So who's winning now? <laughs> Fucking hell. So, yeah, so following this, they then manage to, they do manage to escape. Mm. They, might, uh, they managed to escape from Zach Shearsmith. Mm. And while Reese Shearsmith is, is pursuing our protagonist, Martin, he, he stumbles across the dead, but you know the bodies of the what I assume to be the bodies of the family. Yeah, and well, he, he did the, say the at some point, and this is interesting. He said he's been sending lots of people to me. Yes, yeah. Um, they they're coming here, and then I'm I'm doing this, and and, and there's this kind of uh, this is it's implied that people are being drawn to this place, and that's what yes. they, that's what they're talking about. Maybe this fungus he's got on his arm. Is part of um, because yes, they're talking right. yeah. the uh, the scientists are trying to find that they reveal at one point that he that she's doing investigations into the way that fungus um, sort of ties all the live all these trees and plants all together and, and helps them communicate with each other. Yes, and I've got a book about that which I haven't read, but it's, it is an actual scientific <laughs> thing. Right. Okay. But it's on the it's on the shelf. Um, Ross, are you sure this isn't an actual scientific thing? Like you were like when you told me a job that they developed a machine that can read people's dreams. They think they can. I said, they haven't. They can't. We've talked about this. <laughs> yeah. um, I forgot where I was going with this now. Anyway, uh, sorry. Yeah, that, that's why people are being drawn. To yeah, the people woods. are being drawn there, and it made me think. Have you seen um, Knock at the Cabin? Is that what it's called? No. Um, that, is that what it's called? It's based on the the Cabin in the Woods, mm-hmm. the new um, M Night. Sh- Charlemagne, Charlemagne. which we have seen back remember i do remember this uh, yeah. yeah and do you remember that they were all drawn to that place yes yes and it felt a similar kind of feeling to that that um that they they didn't they didn't know that they needed to come here but this this was bringing them here and i quite like that idea and i thought that would have been quite nice to sort of um dig into that a little bit further mm. uh, we, but reese is gonna say he gets smacked over the head with a uh, a uh, an enlarging a, a photographic enlarging thing um, so he's got a flap of skin on his oh, head. Who is oh. doing the wounds on this film? Yeah, that forehead yeah. flap. Oh, <laughs> come on. Uh, we should also say one of the other things which they um, was happening while they were drugged was Reese was um, or Zach was uh, cutting flaps of skin off the arms of the guy and put, inserting things Some under things. his yes. and, under yeah. his under his skin and, and sewing it up with, with animal gut. Yeah, and and also um, carving like runes into into him as well, which is again yeah. fucking. Creepy, but effective. People putting stuff into your body, yep. you don't know what it yep. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we should also get so uh, having escapes or having. So he said he managed. Uh, Mar- uh, sorry, yes. Yeah, so Martin manages to escape from Zach, Reese, mm. and then he is rescued by the woman they've been looking for, yeah. Olivia. Which is a great bit where because she's wearing a hazmat suit, and before yes. she will put, help him um, escape. She shoves a big like um, cotton bud thing up his nose because before she would take him into his cap, she's got to check that he hasn't been affected by the pandemic as well. Yeah, and I love that that kind of like there's still this mad rush, but I still need to check well, you before you come in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's 
And that feels true to life, doesn't it? Mm. It feels true to life that you would be swabbed. Someone will quickly do something to you before you're able to, mm. to move. It's quite nice. They keep People keep doing this little squirty thing as well, disinfecting things. But if anyone comes into a building or a tent, they get like get squirted with a little of disinfectant. Yeah. I'm glad we don't have to stick things up our nose and down our throat every five minutes. I had to do a um a COVID yourself. Yeah, a lot of requests on OnlyFans, but but um I'm not on OnlyFans, by the way, just in case anybody who knows me ever listens to this. I did think the actress that played Doctor Wendell. And I didn't, again, didn't know her name was Olivia, so thank you for that. Mm. Um, so she was great. She was so intense and batshit and I don't know if that's her real voice mm. that she's mm. using, but she was cre- she was creepy. She was great, I thought. Yeah, apart from, I, I did feel like we did get another massive exposition dump at this point. Of we like, do. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, but this is where we find out that um, Martin was having a relationship with her. Yes. previously and but he didn't and, and and we also find out that zach is dr wendell's husband and dun, dun, dun. and she wasn't and he and martin wasn't where she was married and all this so it's all, all all confusing love triangle stuff getting mm. all happening at this point but we we were told that that they were there because they had been following the directions of a centuries-old book on local legends yes nom 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 that's yeah. what we like yeah. <laughs> that's good <laughs> Like okay, again, illustrated by um, Richard Wells. So it's like, oh, it's interesting. He's got the same illustrations in this book Ross, as, as the poster he's got up on the up on the wall. Do you feel, Ross? You fear that something like this could happen to you when you're doing Dark Darzet? Yeah, I'd love, I'd <laughs> love it to happen, Ross. At the moment, all we've had so far is a gate swing out and knock one of us over. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, it's Ross from the General Witchfinders. Did you know that I also do another podcast with my friend David? Hello. Well, I had fans before that. You're not taking this seriously, Ross. David and I do our own supernatural research and investigations in our home county of Dorset. So, if you think that's up your street, why don't you give it a listen? It's Dark Darset, D-A-R-Z-E-T. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. It's not that. (laughs) Yeah, but what we should say, um, before they get rescued... They, f- Martin finds uh, Doctor Wendell by finding microphones hanging in trees. Yes, uh, and then all this like uh, strobe lights are going off, and, yep. and it's a whoop, 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 whoop. It again goes in very the cinema. Sto- amazing, yeah, really very stone tape. Yeah. It was like it was like stone tape, uh, disco trumpet vibes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Beck, you were saying that. Oh, have you heard the music made by mushrooms? And um, apparently, a lot of the music <laughs> it's making me sound mental. Yeah, but yes. No? Yeah, there is like there's there's mu- music made by mushrooms. I can't remember how I saw it now, um, but they they create some kind of weird psychedelic sort of trippy music. I will insert that into them. I will insert this into this now. At some point, the director or the writer has come across that, and that's influenced it in any way. If not, then you know he's definitely on the right on 
the right lines. Well, apparently, a lot of the, make weird lot, music. a lot of the music in this film was based was made by plants, so they must have do a similar oh, type of they've, thing. They've 100, yeah, got yeah. that then. But it is, it's it's really intense and weird. Yeah, yeah. But, music of the spheres and all of that business. Yeah. Music of the, the spores, mate. Yeah. yeah. Yes, but um, then we find out that the uh, a, a puffball mushroom has been putting all these um, fungi spores up into the air. And which has caused like a barrier around the base, mm. um, and they try. Uh, Martin and the the guy try and walk through it, and then they end up having some kind of like um, psychedelic freak, freak out. out. Yeah, psychedelic freak out, which is the first time you get this sort of bang, this sort of banging noise, mm. and all these sort of symbol symbols mm. um, come up. And uh, but the, so they they get pulled out of that, and they realize they can't get out. So it's like the um, the earth is trying to keep them where they are. And yep. the scientist is trying to, by using sound and music and, and light, also, and, light yep. and and the rituals in this book, trying to talk to, basically talk to the earth, which is saying that it's calling, it's talking to us, but we can't hear it. And it's obviously got a message to us and we've got to try and work out what that I, message is. I thought they, they were trying to contact Parnag Feg. All right, see, I that, thought, that was the whole thing is that, that you know, it's, it's Parnag Feg that well, they're trying I, to bring from the stone. My understanding was that... Who has become one with the earth. Zach thinks it's Parnag Theg, whereas right, yeah. I think that Olivia thinks it's the the Earth itself. Fair enough, yeah. So that's my understanding of it, yeah. anyway. Yeah, that kind of... Yeah, both of those things kind of make sense. Mm. I, I did not have any concept of what was happening. But again... Um, with that. Olivia's like, don't go in that room. That's my... um, Don't go to that part of my tent. It's like, okay, right. And wouldn't you mind, I mean, immediately you like, special wank room? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> you would be like, oh, yeah, all right, that's fine. No, no, I definitely don't want to go in there, to be fair. My mind would be like, I've just been in another tent where someone said to me, don't go into, go into that <laughs> room. And then, then they ended up <laughs> drugging me and trying to kill me. <laughs> so um, this red warning lights are going off at this point. Um, yeah, so I think this is to me where I kind of lost the plot a little bit because it, for some reason... Martin then agrees to drink a load of magic mushrooms mm. and, and, and go and stand by, uh, by this um yeah. s- this standing stone. Yes, but they do try and escape. They they put the um the house suit, suit on and try and send someone through. That they but again they freak out. Again, mm. a really good sequence, and I, I hadn't actually thought about what that would be like in the cinema because mm. actually mm. even watching it on telly, I'd made a note of that's a really it was a really effective sequence mm. in terms of what that might feel like mm. um very sort of drug induced um so i thought that was, i thought it was excellent so i would have liked to have seen that in the cinema yeah. definitely so martin takes the magic mushroom milk drink that was mm. the only sort of funny bit did you not think when he was like how how, how bad does that look on one to ten yeah only one to ten how bad is it a five <laughs> <laughs> and i thought that's actually quite funny where he's trying to convince himself it doesn't look that bad doesn't yeah. look that bad mm. mushroom milk be fine then um, Zach turns up, and it turns out that he's dun, dun, dun. he's in it all along with his wife, who's playing like creepy piano music in a room with all the so loudly. Yeah, she's playing it mm. so loudly. Imagine having an earpiece and being by that stone, mm-hmm. couldn't hear anything. I just, it, mm. It's so loud, fucking MC Mushroom City up there banging out the tunes at bloody maximum mm. volume. Yeah. It was just yeah, you couldn't have had a conversation. I wouldn't be able to follow instructions even if I had yeah. drunk the the weird milk. And then um. Oh, and f- him turning up made me shit myself both times I watched it. What? Zach what? turning up in that yeah. film. Yes. Yeah. It was really it creepy. Was he didn't that shout, was, was he? He used to say mm. that it's me again or whatever. It was yeah. just, oh, God. Yeah. That was horrible. Skip to the end. 
but then this builds up to a final kind of face-off between so it's Zach Ma- and Ma- Martin and Alma, yeah, and Zach and Olivia, yeah. Mm-hmm. Said having learned that Zach and Olivia are still in cahoots and working together, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the battle of the the two the two couples, isn't yeah. It? Whereas, um, uh, what's it? Zach tries to knife um, Alma, and mm-hmm. and then she gets a a, a temp peg. And the well, Alma has had oh. enough of their shit. shit she already, she's already wasted Dr. Wendell. Is that her name, Dr. Wendell? She's already yes. had, she already had a go at her with a, one of those big, um, like a big canister full of water. Boom, boom, right in the face yeah. while she's yeah. phantom of the operaing it up. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, just rams a tent peg right in his eye. Fantastic. Mm. Follows it up by healing it into his head. Mm. beautiful yeah it's good a real good nice special effect on that one yeah and i think finally at that point tipping over the edge and really realizing that if you didn't do something really serious these fuckers would just keep coming mm-hmm. mm. so i was pleased that she finally thought no i'm not i can't but at this point the, the spores are ca- closing in and closing in and closing yes. in and then they just have a massive trip don't they mm. yes and again that's the whole kind of psychedelic sound lights and all the rest of it it's like something's happening in the cinema really effective i don't know how because that's the only time, that's the only time i've seen it yeah is uh is in the cinema but you guys will have to say yeah it, on, how, it was good it was okay yeah um there's some really nice visuals there's some yeah. great bits with like um like roots and spores mm-hmm. and but mm-hmm. then with the smoke from the uh from the from flares going off and mm. And yeah, there was like stuff suspended stuff. in water, mm-hmm. wasn't there? At one point, that was really good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And Although that it just ends well. Doctor Wendell, yeah, so on James. Yeah, well, I was about to say the next morning. It's like dawn the next day, and Olivia, Doctor Wendell, is kind of still alive, but it's just kind of like overcome with awe. It's like she's you know something has happened to her, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. But the other two are far away; they've gone. Well, they, when they come to, they are well away from the camp. And Alma, part ranger Alma, comes up to Martin and says, in a, and her voice has changed mm-hmm. with a distorted voice that says, I'll show you the way out of the woods. Yeah. Thus she, suggesting, yes. has, you know, has the magical entity now joined her? Yeah, or has it, yes. it given her the Perfect. answer? Because one of the things that yes. early on, they say, well, what, what will... This thing tell us, and she said, "Well, it's yes. going to tell us how to live alongside nature." Yes. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, is it the figurative woods, or is it the exactly, um, exactly. Met- metaphorical woods? Exactly. Yeah. And that's exactly. why I, I'm a big, big fan of a film with an ambiguous ending. I'm a bit always like that with the well, what happens next, and what does that mean? This film also made me think a lot of Annihilation, James. I haven't watched Annihilation oh, yeah. for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I rewatched it the other day, really. Yeah, and yeah. I still really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, as you can see, it is in many ways annihilation you know there's the whole alien thing but it is like a british cheaper version <laughs> of it even though alex garland's british i know and what have you and for me i think in summary is like i really enjoyed watching it at the time and i remember thinking oh that was that that lived up to the expectation you know that that was good but at the same time as well i did think like oh my god if they had had a better as you said Maybe more, you know, like a bigger budget, i.e., more people, more people being drawn into the woods, mm-hmm. more of a finale than they did have. Mm. If it had a stronger last twenty-five minutes, I would have really, really loved it. Yeah. Mm. Whereas mm. as it is, it was like I enjoyed one. 
watching that, that was good. That ticks a lot of the boxes that we like. Yes. You know, some good folk horror stuff there, all the rest of it. But at the same time, I, I, and then I've not felt the need to like, got to watch it again. No. Because well, it's pretty traumatic at times. So my, my, stuff. my main, apart from speaking mm. to you about it, James, my main experience of this is reading people slagging it off. So oh, I, oh, so oh, I was I was going into it with a with trepidation because um, I find that and I said to Beck, Ben Wheatley films that either I love them or mm. or like oh that was that was impenetrable yeah I, I, a similar kind of thing that there's there's lots of elements in it which I felt like I wish they could go into a bit more into a bit more depth but mm. just talking to you guys about it now like, as always as happens, usual <laughs> yeah I've just added an extra point onto my score because when Wee. when James just recounted her saying let me take you out of the woods i got yeah all goose pimples on, uh, yeah. all the hair on the back of my neck went up it's just oh yeah it was good and it's i i just love seeing reese in 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 films and stuff yeah I think he was great he was really good definitely the cast were i thought the cast were really good mm. yep yeah so it's that sort of like there should be more films like this there should be more kind of films done yeah sort of british films that touch on you know, the uniqueness of this country. And this is what, you know, folk horror and what we've been banging on about on this podcast for quite a while now. Mm. You know, those stories are really rich and work really well. And it's like... Totally. You, you, and as I said, you, they don't have to be multi, multi, huge budgets. You can do really spooky stuff. Yeah, just straight. Absolutely. Budget. By referencing the incredibly ancient things that we have in this country, mm. um, ex- you know, which I guess is kind of the point of the podcast, but the some of the some of the shots of the woods were so beautiful mm. and atmospheric. I mean, yeah. they'd been really been done with great care. I thought it was really beautiful. Mm. Yeah, one of my favourite shots is when they was walking into the woods, and obviously the clouds were moving fast above them, so that, so that the light was like almost like running across them because uh, where the where yep. the clouds were like blotting out the sun. It was just great. Loved it. I want to go mm. back and watch mm. um, a field in England again to see if I can finally stay awake for it. <laughs> I was, and I'm not saying me falling asleep in a film is not the sign of a film being bad. No, agreed. Um, often it's... I find that something about a particular film, 2001 Blade Runner films, mm. um, uh, I I know they're great films and I do enjoy them, but so, it just does something to my brain where it just goes to go to sleep and it's just like, yeah, it's just like soporific. Exactly. Mm. Right, let's give this scores out of five then. Kids, kids. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna Tragic. give it. I'm gonna give it a free because um, I just felt like uh, some of the exposition was a bit clumsily done, mm-hmm. and and looking back, knowing that it was a uh, pandemic film and there was it obviously was it was a small crew and a small cast. Um, I think they they did they did really well with what what they were able to do, but I felt like. It, it needed a stronger ending for me. But um, yeah, three yes. out of five. Who wants to go next? Becca? Thank you. Um, I'm going to go three and a half, Ooh. actually. Because despite, uh, like you said, uh, me falling asleep was genuinely not a reflection of the film itself. I actually thought it was really good. But I thought James summed it up really well when he said it sort of fell down a bit at the end. Mm, and yes. it wasn't a bad ending. And I'm totally no. with you on the ambiguity of it was excellent. I thought it was really sensitively handled. But maybe relied a little bit too much on the the editing sequence of yes. the the kind of trippiness that when that sort of finished it was like is the film is the film done Are we mm-hmm. done what what did that mean and there was a couple of sort of nods there at the the very end to maybe what was happening next but it did feel a tiny bit deflating mm. um, given that it had ramped up and ramped up really really well mm. um, so yeah it seems to be like a little bit missing. Um, 
even though having said that, I thought it was yeah, it was beautiful and the performances were really good. I really enjoyed the general story. Um, yeah, I, mm. I really liked it. And James, what are brilliant. You and then I'll be at the other end of that, and I'll say it's a four for me. Okay, cool. Because as I said, for me, if it had had a bit more money and a better ending, so I said that final twenty minutes, I would have it would have ticked all the right boxes for me. Mm-hmm. And I, as you two both said brilliantly just then, you know that whole thing of doing it on a budget in the time of the pandemic all the rest of it and touching on those that said as we've just been saying the fears that are very real as opposed to supernatural fears mm. are mm. way more terrifying for me mm. and that was the best film to do that i'd seen in a, in a, in a long time uh-huh. and i just think like for example you can imagine if they'd had more budget along with uh, it, more people have been drawn into the woods imagine if during like the psychedelic trip out scene we see they run into people from throughout the history of these lands as it were, you know, kind of like a sequence where people that have been drawn into the woods throughout the centuries and Parnik, Feg, and all, all the rest of it, it well, that would have been amazing. But they're doing it on a, on a tight budget. Mm. But, you know, that's just, mm. for me, to make it like, well, that's, you've got to see this film. That's that's what it would have been. But it's totally worth watching. It's d- d- yeah. not a watch it again and again and again job by any means, because as I said, it's pretty intense in places. But it's definitely mm. one that I think, if you've got an interest in English horror, and if you like your folk horror, and I'm assuming that's one of the reasons why you're listening to this podcast, you definitely, definitely need to have a look at it at some point. If you can get yeah. it, because as Ross said, it's quite quite tough to get hold of at the moment. And I'd be interested to see what other pandemic-type t- stuff people actually want to relive. Mm. Because um, I think, even though we said it's kind of, the pandemic's kind of gone as a bit of a, a bit like a dream now, it is... Is this something which is quite close to us? And it's like, well, I don't. Really, I, 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 I read um, Tim Key's book about um, oh, yeah. him in the pandemic, and it was kind of like a bit being stuck in lockdown, and it was quite good. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, people talk about lockdown is almost as boring as it was being locked down a little bit mm. because it. I feel like the build up to the pandemic, and again, this we are talking about people who didn't have any really horrible happened to us so apologies mm. if anyone's listened to this and, and it was a lot more traumatic for you than, than us but like the the build up to it of like what's going to happen what's going to happen what happened was terrifying and then it was almost like oh is this it okay well, when is it going to end and then it was just a wait it was felt like a waiting thing mm. but anyway that was interesting thank you very much um not what i just said was interesting that wasn't very interesting <laughs> but the um watching the film and talking to you guys about the film was interesting I don't know if we would do any more um, folk and houses here. Depends if, uh, if, if, John, if John's back when John comes back. But um, <laughs> we were meant to be watching um, Children of the Corn, but we, um, last year when we um, ended this, um, but, but James was like, I don't know if I really want listener. To watch it. I was about to say, dear listener, I vetoed that. I yeah. just can't be asked with it. There's just something about it. It's like, oh. yeah. uh, and often at the end of a school day, when I get home from work, it's like you want to watch something that yeah, as you guys we talk about you know the uh, the thing of falling asleep watching films. Absolutely, I get that. And you think, oh, I want to watch something that I'm going to be really engaged yeah. in. And if it's just like, oh, it's a Stephen King thing, and I'm vaguely aware that people have said that it's only ever okay. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not really in the mood for it. So have you got something okay. you want to watch next, James, if we do another no. folk and okay. <laughs> Sorry, so I, saw, I saw on the thing saying James's choice next. I'm like, Jesus, I don't know. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll think on it yeah. over the next couple of days, but yeah. I just, I, off the top of my head. So if we do another folk and this summer, which we mm. probably will, it will be James's choice, but it will be a surprise <laughs> choice. It right. will be. I'll, nice. I'll get thinking. I'll get okay. thinking. Well, thank you for joining us, uh, um, wife, 
Rebecca. <laughs> and I, and I, I, will be, I will be joining you in a moment to brush our teeth. So um, until until then, yeah. lovely, lovely to see stuff. you. Thank All you right. for okay. And thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah. And hopefully we'll be back. And thank you to Becca as well for coming in and classing the joint up. Quite oh, frankly, my pleasure. Otherwise, us, us two being useless yeah. as always. Um, and also, yeah, hopefully we'll have uh, John back soon when he's finished his mega projects. Yeah. And yeah, we'll, be, we'll get this, this trainer rolling. Okay. Until then, happy nice. day. Uh, okay. Cheers, guys. You have been listening to The General Witchfinders Present Folk in Hell A spin-off podcast Find more episodes of this and the main show wherever you get your podcasts Visit generalwitchfinders.com for more details Commune with us on Twitter at generalwitch1 and help support the show on Patreon deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.